I do. And I don't. Monday, Monday. That's right. That's right, Kat. Beautiful singing voice you have. Um, <laughs> it's another beautiful Monday, and we're here with I Do and I Don't Show uh, podcast show. And I'm Joel. And I'm Kat. And we're both almost professional marriage advice counselors now. Because this is like episode nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're listening to it on the 30th, 31st, or the first, we're ringing in the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're so excited for 2020 for more exp- almost professional, almost expert marriage advice. Mm-hmm. Welcome to a brand new decade where anything is possible. And it's the 20, 20th, the, 20, the 20s. So, um, Kat... <laughs> And I'll be just as smooth in 2020 as I am was in 2019. Kat, what do we do at this show? We give marriage. I said that. But what is the... <laughs> Talk about the emails. Oh, right. Yes. So um, we receive emails at I do and I don't show at gmail.com where uh, people send us their questions about marriage mm-hmm. and relationships. Such a good job. And I prepare answers yes and joel does not Mm -mm. and then we read the questions on the podcast anonymously of course always and we give our answers and i will beg uh, people should know this i sometimes beg cat to tell me who wrote the uh, questions i'll say this was the dumbest thing i've ever heard what idiot wrote us that stupid question (laughs) and she'll be like uh no one no one she just won't tell me uh (laughs) so your your uh, anonymity is not only safe from the world. But also safe from Joel. Safe from me. Only Perhaps most importantly, know. actually. <laughs> Possibly. Safe from Joel. Joel will never know it's you that has a much higher sex drive than your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Kat, I'm so excited. Um, so, and I, man, I'm looking forward to our next episode where we can say the first question of 2020. But the, this is going to be the third last question of 2019. Oh, my goodness. I'm. In, almost in tears. What are we talking about today? Today, I'm getting excited because we're getting messages from people on our Instagram page. Oh yeah, yeah. You, that's. I mean, we always say email us at I do and I don't show at gmail.com, but people don't seem to want to listen, so they send <laughs> it to our uh, Instagram sometimes. You can even send it to our Facebook. There's no wrong too, way to send us. A it question. really isn't. Um, it's harder for me to avoid. I don't log into I do and I don't show at gmail.com, mm-hmm. but I do have access to the Instagram. And I'll totally ignore those types of messages, but it I, it does make me curious sometimes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so not to say that it's a risk to uh, send If we want to maintain there. Joel's purity, we have to make sure yeah, we're emailing. I, and questions. I will honestly say I have not looked at any of the uh, questions that are posted there. And there is actually a message on there right now that you have not read and I still get the notification mm-hmm. and I, it bothers me. So if you could <laughs> look at it so that I don't have to, For I should just mark God. it as unread, but then you might not read it. Mm-hmm. So it's, Don't worry, you guys, Joel and I will figure this out on our own. What? Another I just wanted time. to say it on the podcast so you'll fix it because I feel like shit, if I don't... Skinner. <laughs> Get on it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do about that, Joel. But anyway, so uh, hit us with our first question. Yeah, here we go. My wife and I have been married for nearly five years, and we have no idea how to talk about sex without one or the other of us getting super defensive and it turning into a big fight. Our sex life is pretty good, even with a three-year-old at home, but it always feels like sex is the lowest thing on the list of priorities. 
How can we work together to make it a bigger focus? So it's like two questions in one question. Well, the the highlight of the question is uh, that they, well, one of them doesn't want it to be a bigger focus. I guess that's what we need to infer from the question. I guess so, yeah. Because if they're, and he, he's the one that wants it to be the bigger focus. Sounds like, yep. <laughs> because if they're having a conversation about sex and he wants it to have a bigger focus and she, someone's getting defensive all the time, it's bound to be her because, uh, you know, why do we have to be detectives? If you're sending messages... <laughs> Send us a complete question. Yeah, but stop I'm hiding mean, the meaning behind your words. Okay, but this guy's already saying that they can't talk about sex. Maybe he's just not good at communicating, period. So yeah, but how's he going to form a question for us if he can't communicate Good well? point, good point. Well said. Um, but, hey, good thing we're almost professionals and we were able to weed through the right. weeds of this question. <laughs> Has ever anyone ever done that? Let's weed through these weeds. Um, that'd be an interesting thing in, in a uh, film or a television show. Um, <laughs> Joel, what's going on over there? I've been doing this accent for three weeks. <laughs> um, so um, the thing is, let, let's talk about the, the initial thought that I had, which was um, how to talk about sex. See, this is where I am as well with this question. I think that's the most important unasked question in this question. Right. So uh, how, how do we talk about sex without getting angry about it? Okay, let's pretend that they're not, just, they're not able to talk about it and they're, they're clamming up. Well, yeah, and he said that it turns into a fight every single mm-hmm. time. So no wonder it's not a high priority, the sex, because right. it's like volatile, apparently. So my first suggestion would be to um, talk about sex in general terms and make fun of things uh, that have to do with sex. Make it into a complete and utter joke. And, and hopefully... And she probably has some of this information. She probably could come to you and be like, do you know Sally? Well, her, this guy she's dating, uh, likes to um, lick her ear too much when they're having sex. It tickles and she just brings her totally out of the thing or whatever. And then you guys can laugh at her and laugh at, did I say his name was Tony? No. (laughs) But it is now. And laugh at Tony. Tony and Sally. Tony and Sally. And, uh, you know, just make fun of them and other people and just get all sorts of information. Like, talk to the guys at work and just, like, I'm assuming you work with a bunch of guys in construction. Talk to those guys <laughs> at work, and half of their names are Tony. <laughs> too many Tonys now. I'm just talk confused. to Tony, Joey, and Sal and say, like, oh, what do you guys, how, tell me about your sex lives. And they'll talk about their sex lives the way bros do. Do men actually talk about their sex lives? Well, they can. But because I can say with full confidence that women share shit that you would be horrified to know they were sharing. Mm-hmm. This is why I always try to be amazing in every way. <laughs> um, and that's so that when things are shared, they'll, it'll always be good news. Mm-hmm. Like It'll always be like, oh my... They'll be like, oh my goodness, it was so horrible. He thought he could put eight fingers in there and then you know they're all like what was it good no it was too many fingers you know in my case you know it'd be like he was amazing with his he used two fingers and a spoon (laughs) (laughs) 
I just want to bring that spoon back from... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> you mentioned that spoon. There's going to be so much spoon play. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, uh, that's a little strategy I have. Also, I also look for hermits, people that don't have any friends, because then I know they're not talking to anyone. That's really predatory of you. Thank you. Um, hi, do you have friends? Yes. Bye. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> not going to work out. It's not my thing. So, but guys, the thing about, uh, cause guys are tough. Guys don't want to show vulnerability. I mean, some do. It really depends on what kind of guy this is, even with their, their bros. So oftentimes I think they'll talk about, uh, sex and stuff in, uh, more general and like, yeah, I was banging this broad the other day. Wow. That guy's, that's Tony, right? <laughs> I was bringing that broad the other day, and uh, she was like just gagging on it. You know? like, oh, my God. Just monstrous, right? <laughs> that is horrible, actually. So, you know, get information from these guys and, like, listen to the dumb things that they're saying and bring that home and be like, hey, check out this nonsense. I never do that. Like, these guys are animals. I'm, I'm not like that. And uh, isn't that funny? And you guys will be laughing and talking about sex in general terms and it'll open the doors for more specific more specific sex talk. Is that a good idea, Kat? I, in some ways, I would agree. Mm, what ways? Well, in the idea... Validate me. Yeah. Uh, in the idea of it being a neutral conversation. Mm. Some people talk about sex in the midst of their failing sexual encounters. Excuse me? So, like, if you're midway through sex and oh dear. something isn't working, instead of just, like, putting a pause or shifting direction, you get mm -hmm. into a conversation about why it's not working. Or immediately after sex, yeah. sometimes people decide they want to talk about it. It's like, whoa, 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 since when do you think eight fingers can fit in there? That's right. How dare you do that? Yeah, you could just be like, oh, whoa, 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 I'd like the one single penis in there now, mm -hmm. please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's always really important to talk about sex when it is not in a loaded environment. Mm -hmm. So don't get completely pissed at first. Don't <laughs> like drink, inebriated? Don't <laughs> get loaded. Yes, no, definitely don't talk about sex or anything important when you've had a lot of alcohol. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think to approach sex in a more lighthearted way, as I think you're suggesting. That was what I was trying to do. It's a really good idea. I think that's really helpful and useful. Um, I think... If you can focus on what's really positive and good in your sex life and emphasize that, it will probably help the other person feel like they are not inadequate in some way. I wonder if, and, and this is going to uh, be similar to what I was saying before, but I think if you're smart, you can infer something from it, which is if if he listens to what she has to say about sex and then agrees with her like and going, yeah, that is crazy. So that she feels like, oh my, my goodness, we're on the same page about a lot of this nonsense that these other people are doing. Or like if he suggests an idea that he knows she's gonna think is crazy, and he goes, I know that's crazy. We both have similar views on sex. And then uh, you know, she might feel that the the it's a safer space. Cause again, we're kind of assuming, but I think it's in there that she's the one that's a little bit. Well, he probably isn't good at communicating about sex, but she's also probably the one that's not having as much sex as he would like or mm -hmm. whatever. It sounds like they're both getting really defensive yeah, when so, they try to talk about it. So if, if, there's, if there can be this common ground and maybe, as I think you've picked up on, he listens to her mm -hmm. and then actively listens in the sense where he ex like expresses that he's listening so can she you, understands. Can you give examples of what active listening sounds like? 
Um, so she's like, oh, uh, Sally's boyfriend, Tony, keeps hitting her G-spot and making her squirt all over the couch. <laughs> That's a good thing. And she's really annoyed by the upholstery mess. <laughs> So so, and and then she, and then she. What else did she say? No, no. I I was looking for an example of active listening. Well, so how would he be active I, I listening would say, to he that? He would say, um, he would go. Well, um, how do you feel about that? Mm. I think that would be the first thing you want to get her take on it. Right, and then she might say, "Well, isn't that why we scotch guard the furniture?" Right, and then you go, "Well, yeah. I I would think that if uh, squirting everywhere uh, brings Sally pleasure." Um, then that would be a decent collateral damage for such a thing. Because all, all I would want, if I was Tony, is to bring Sally pleasure. Mm-hmm. Is that how you're thinking too, love? And then, <laughs> oh, that's really good, Joel. Yeah. Good. That's good active listening. <laughs> yeah, I think... And she'd be like, yeah, I guess I would like to squirt all over the place like Sally. It's like, well, we can work towards that. I'm hearing the bass line kicking in underneath this conversation <laughs> as well. <laughs> It's like a porn script. So basically, active listening when you're the talking about sex. The worst porn scripts in the world. Yes, I would also like to see you squirt across the room. <laughs> Edwardian porn. That wasn't a thing, you know. Mr. Think. Darcy. <laughs> Please refer Mr. to episode Darcy seven. Mr. Darcy came by the... Um, what the coach you, house? The coach house. <laughs> Well, you've read a lot of Jane Austen. I sure I cannot have. think of any Can of you words. tell? Like, Mr. Darcy came by the coach house today and hit the G-spot right on the head. <laughs> is that where it is? And uh, <laughs> I projectile squirted right across the room, along uh, out into the veranda. <laughs> the window's open. Because it's so nice to have fresh air during uh, sexual intercourse. <laughs> Just a little hot tip there. So uh, actively listening and making her feel that she's in a safe space. And I know he's uh, getting defensive too, and he doesn't feel like he's in a safe space, but he's asking the question. So I think we have to tell him to be the bigger person and to not let his ego get in the way or even the things that he desires. Yeah. And again, it's really important that they are not talking about sex in the midst of sex. Don't talk about it in the midst of it. And also learn to talk about it in general and then talk about it specifically. And yeah. when you get down to those specifics and somebody gets their panties in a twist, that sounds sexy. Um, <laughs> just be like, can I untwist those for you, baby? Um, don't say that because that might infuriate her. No, I actually don't see how that possibly could. I was listening to you saying that and I was like, if I was agitated and my partner said, your panties seem to be in a twist, can I help you untwist them? That might break, it might break the mood. Immediately diffuse the situation. Yeah, I, but that's with a person that has a sense of humor. I don't know. <laughs> like, we don't know this girl. She might be like, what? <laughs> Did you just say I, you know? Do girls actually sound like that? It's like, what, are you on your period? Well, we could use it as Whoa, lubrication. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why do we have to be on our period to be anything but sunny? Like, can I just be no, cranky because I'm No, I know, but cranky? I'm just saying if this is a... I'm, I'm giving a bad example of a joke that could literally infuriate her. <laughs> you infuriated me too. <laughs> like, the mentioning the period, I get that makes her angry, but then to suggest that could be used as lubrication... And as a joke, that would not... No, that wouldn't save it. No. So it I'm, I'm just saying... You tread carefully with my panties joke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Use that one at your Cat discretion. Liked it, but no, not, not everyone's everyone. going to. That could be actually a catchphrase for my life. Cat liked it. But, but not everyone's <laughs> going to. 
But if you are going to say the joke, say, um, your panties seem to be in the twist. Can I untwist them for you? With my tongue. I would throw that in there. Just a, that punches it up. That's a bit of a tag. Very specific. Mm-hmm. But that's fun. Yeah. Specificity. Mm-hmm. Good times. Yeah. So. Did we solve that? <laughs> wow. I, 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 I think we solved that. I think we did, too. I have a question for you. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Aren't all these questions for me? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, uh, I have yes. a question for you from that question. Okay. When you were talking about like the Tony, the construction worker locker room talk. Hey. Yeah. How does that feel to you when men talk like that in front of you? Well, good news, Kat. I'm not that masculine. <laughs> People... <laughs> But why is that a product of masculinity? Like maybe you... Uh, it, the whole point of it is that um, this is... And this is me um, just making it up, okay? But this is my quick analysis. <laughs> that, that should be a segment on the show. Joel's quick analysis. Well, it is now. My quick analysis is that um, because uh, these guys, especially when they're around other men, don't feel that they have the ability to be vulnerable because dudes are, hey, we're dudes, you know? Um, they will separate themselves from the thing that they're talking about you be, by being crass or, um, you know, just speaking in, well, it's really just crass, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Using those terms and, and not talking about people like, oh, I really care about this person and I want to bring her pleasure. You know, they'll be like, yeah, I made that bitch come like five t-. you know what I mean? But what, how does that make you feel when you listen to that? Well, that, what I was saying about not being, uh, all that masculine is that I don't have that much opportunity to be around that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't really have a lot of experience, to be honest. I just know of it more than having been there. Do you think it's still a thing? Like, I feel like it must be. That? I feel like it must be in um, certain. Um, I don't want to stereotype any type of man, but I know there must be certain men in certain types of. Uh, lines of work maybe and that type of thing that will still... And, no, and, and it's really... Like, I'm doing the construction worker version. Yeah. But I'm sure there's also the realtor version, which is like, oh, yeah, I was at the club last night. You really hate realtors, eh? <laughs> the worst people. <laughs> I think we all agree with that. Is there anybody out there that's like, I love realtors. They're definitely necessary. Um, but... Um, but you know, there's 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 the there's the like eh, uh, that guy. But then there's also the I was at the club and I you know there's a smooth, you know, uh, predator. <laughs> but there's different versions of that, and uh, I don't know. I don't really think I run into that a lot personally these days. Because I think. you choose to surround yourself with men who are a little bit more evolved possibly or can we say that instead of saying you're not masculine can we just say you're evolved you're evolved more because you don't talk about those things in such crass objectifying almost inhuman terms yeah let's say you're evolved because i know a lot of typically masculine men who are similar to you like my brother for example is a beast right most people would identify him as very traditionally masculine, but I like to think he's moved past that point of be speaking of women in such a way. But, you know, maybe with uh, the most recent Me Too movement and all these things, maybe the message has trickled down to everyone going, that's not okay now. Mm-hmm. We don't talk like that. And would you call a guy out if you heard him talking like that? Um, I don't know if I would be... 
if I would specifically go, hey, dude, that's not cool. I feel like you'd lacerate him with hilarious jokes, I though. I feel like I'd go around the side. I think it. I've actually seen you do that. <laughs> I feel like I would kind of tear down this, his situation or at least completely divert to something else, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, I don't think I would really be like, hey, man, it's 2020 in two days, you know? So it wouldn't be a teachable moment for you. It would just be an no, opportunity to no, annihilate I, I, someone. Yeah. With hilarity. All right, we'll take that. Okay. Me, as ambassador of all womankind. You'll go, that's fine. We'll take that. That's okay. That's fine. Maybe in 2021, you can teach. I'll start going, hey guys, this is the way, you know. Shall we move on to the next question? I would love it. <laughs> Get you off the hot seat. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. <clears throat> What's your take on your partner maintaining a relationship with their ex if there are no kids involved? Are there any circumstances under which this is a good idea? Is my jealousy and insecurity stupid? She had her heart quite broken by this guy before we got together, and frankly, her getting over that kind of got in the way of us getting together at first. He's her mechanic, and she refuses to go to anyone else for service on her car. She's tried other mechanics, but says nobody knows her engine like he does. (laughs) Joel, (laughs) did you write this question? Joel? No one knows her engine. No one can make her engine purr the way he, he can. <clears throat> oh, wow. I read that one and I was like, I can't wait to read this to Joel. I just can't. Mm. You know, I love that. I, this is what the review that I want for all <laughs> my past relationships. No one made my engine purr the way you did. So is this girl over this guy, the ex? Like how many mechanics are in a city? That's hard for me to say because I have never done the math. But they've got... And by the way, this is a mechanic. He's got to know another mechanic that is trustworthy and that knows engines as well as he does. Uh-huh. Even if it's a Toyota Camry. This is the only guy that knows Toyota Camrys. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? is there a special type of car? What kind of involved? car she has? She's got a Land Rover. Only one guy knows how to work on those. Doesn't he just live across the street from here? <laughs> down the road. <laughs> um, I know that guy. <laughs> But it's just like, it's impo- what she's saying is ridiculous, the other girl. Um, but the question here is also, the, the main thing of the question is, what, what do I do about my jealousy? Or is, or is it mm-hmm. ridiculous mm-hmm. and all those things? And they're still friends and, oh my goodness. Well, I mean, I would say that it, there's a lot of depends <laughs> like the incontinence? Yeah, like the diapers. Um, what is your level of continence in this situation? Yeah. Are How you, much can you retain? Yeah. Are you shitting yourself? I don't I don't even know what the metaphor could be. I'm trying to think how do I dra- how do I make this make sense? Um I think it doesn't make sense. You think it you think that uh she should get over this entirely. Well, I feel like okay, first of all, we don't know if this guy has told her, like, maybe you can find a different mechanic. Mm-hmm. So let's assume that he has. Well, said, apparently, how else do we get the the message of this no is the only person? No one else knows her engine. Yeah, I feel like if she knows that it's upsetting him or uncomfortable to him and she persists with getting her engine tuned up by her ex-boyfriend. Also, how many times do you have to go to a mechanic? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of crappy car does she drive that she's constantly <laughs> well it's the starter babe i just put in the, i don't why am i calling you babe you're not my girlfriend anymore i just fixed the starter i guess it's the starter again i don't know <laughs> i just wanted to see you 
It's like every time this woman shows up to the shop, the girl's there. Yeah, I'm getting my, uh, what was it? What was it? Was it muffler? Muffler fixed. I was getting my muffler fixed. It was, the problem was it was, it was loud. It was loud. It was loud. That's right. That's why I'm here. You know, it's like, hmm, something's fishy going on. No one knows my engine the way he does, you know. Wait a second. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> So you think this is untoward? If yeah. this is if that's happening, I'll just say to this this to our uh, writer: if this is happening, they're definitely banging at the mechanic <laughs> shop. All of your jealousy is, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Justified, justifiable jealousy. Mm-hmm. But if she's getting an oil change once, uh, however long, what, how many, a couple, six three weeks, months. three months? How often have I? Got, <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. If she's getting an oil change every three months uh, and she brings it in and he does it for her, I don't know if I'd be that concerned about it, you know? They're still friends. Does that mean they're still friendly or does that mean that they're still seeing each other a few times a week, grabbing coffee or having a bite to eat or she's coming and cuddling with all of you on the couch uh, to watch the latest episode of The Good Place? (laughs) Wow. Got to get it specific. That was very, um, very specific. Yeah, or Modern Family. Which which is it? You know what I mean? If it's that they're friendly and she's coming by the shop because she trusts him and you know, and that's happening every so often, I wouldn't, I, I would just get over it. So if she's strictly using him for mechanics. She's doing a mechanic thing. And even if it's like they text sometimes. That's okay. Well, I mean. But if she's using him for mechanics and other things. I'm, I'm not going to say any of it's not okay, but I'm going to say that, um, you know, actually, this has always been my attitude towards um, a friend, like uh, when someone's got a friend of the same gender or whatever, or any friend type of thing. It's like the only time I get jealous is if they are prioritized over me. Right. If they're taking time from me, it's like, oh, you'd rather go spend time with this person three times a week and we barely see each other when we could have hung out that night, but you had to go, you know, get an oil change change (laughs) at 9 p.m. with him. Uh Like, then I'd be a little bit concerned. Okay. Um, And I would be like, well, who, what, what is this relationship? You know what I mean? Right. Um, But short of that, it's, you know, you don't want to um, promote jealousy. No, for sure. So I'm being careful not to do that. Mm -hmm. But do you have a different opinion? No, I like your take very much. I think that um, you have to trust the person you're with. And if you have reason not to, you got to listen to that. But if your reasons not to trust them have nothing to do with the way they're behaving and have more to do with your own experiences and your past experiences, then that's not a fair judgment on the person you're with. Mm-hmm. And and that goes back to <clears throat> catching her at the shop every week with mm-hmm. a different car problem. Then you have a reason to go, hmm, is there something going on here? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but if things seem genuine generally innocent and she does get things fixed once in a blue moon and they're still friendly with each other well that's normal and uh as a as an added little thing which i can infer from this question as well is that maybe this young lady is not over your boyfriend 
and maybe she w- is clinging on to him as a mechanic because she wants more. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, he might just be completely not interested and have completely moved on, still care about her as a person and not want to, uh, like he's, he said, find another can- mechanic. Maybe it really bu- bugs Candace that you keep on showing up. But um, maybe he also, there's another scenario where he does like the attention a little bit and mm-hmm. he's not interested in anything more with her, but he does enjoy serving her and yeah. And being cared about. Mm-hmm. And she gives him a little bit of extra, you know, sort of love and attention when she comes to get the oil change and he's kind to her and he really loves that. And, um, that's probably also not healthy for anyone. No, definitely not. So if that's going on, it's not really our writer's place to change that necessarily mm-hmm. because it's not her fucking business. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Just so harsh. <laughs> Sorry. It's barely any of her business necessarily. But like if this other girl is kind of putting herself in a place that is not allowing her to get over this guy mm-hmm. and move on with her life, but maybe... If she wants to be responsible, maybe she can just mention it in passing and say, like, hey, look, I'm not bugged by it. Like, I am bothered by this part of it. But just as an aside, for her sake, maybe you got to say, hey, nothing's going to happen. Like, you got to move on. And you can find another mechanic. That might be be the best case scenario for you. Mm -hmm. That's what uh, he really should be saying to this poor young girl and if she's hot and you know needs to get over a mechanic i mean i know i'm not a mechanic i'm so like mechanics talk like tony yeah so (laughs) that could be true so like um my instagram is at joel van (laughs) here we go i knew it was coming so i don't know what what the age range is here you kind of got crazy with the pronouns there and i wasn't sure who you were telling to do what huh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you were saying she when it might have been he. Uh-oh. But y- you think the person who's asking the question mm. should advise their girlfriend or whatever, or partner, or wife, to maybe consider finding another mechanic so that she can move on? Is the girl asking the question? No, this, I think it's, it actually doesn't say. Is that the mechanic asking the question? No, no, no. It's Candace who, is asking the question. Candace is, da- Candace? Okay. Candace is dating the mechanic. Candace was dating the mechanic. No, no, Candace is currently, is currently dating the mechanic. That's okay. the writer of the question. No. What? No. Who's writing this question? <laughs> Read the question. <laughs> oh, dear God. Sorry, everyone. Uh, what's your take on your partner maintaining a relationship with their ex if there are no kids involved? Are there any circumstances under which this is a good idea? Uh, she had her heart quite broken by this guy before we got together, and frankly, her getting over that kind of got in the way yeah. of us getting so, together so, at first. So Candace is the... Writer of the question, she's dating the mechanic. No. Yeah. No. Because the other girl is the one that is getting over the mechanic. No. What, no how that's not I, my take at all. This how is am like, I missing this? This is someone whose girlfriend is going to see her ex-boyfriend to get her car tuned up. And they're feeling jealous that she's still going to this oh, guy. Oh, you're saying this is the mechanic writing. No, I'm not. I'm saying it's the whoever, either girlfriend or boyfriend of the girl who was dating the mechanic. The girlfriend or boyfriend <laughs> of the person who is dating the mechanic. Yeah, writing That's to what say, I'm saying. So Candace is the girlfriend of the mechanic. She's writing the question. No. What am I missing? 
Okay, guys, I think maybe Joel needs to start reading the questions in advance. No, no, no. This is, I really, this is crazy because I feel like I'm missing something. This is good podcasting because I really feel insane right now. (laughs) So the person who's writing the question is in a relationship with the girl who was dating the mechanic. And this, the girl that they're in the relationship with Oh, continues. so it's a dude. Yeah, let's say it's a dude. It could be a girl. It doesn't okay, say. Okay, who cares? Let's call it a dude just to be heteronormative and make it easy for me. <laughs> so this, because it could be three women, okay? We, we <laughs> recognize that there could it, be a no, no, woman mechanic. No, no, her mechanic. So oh, great. We got so it. this could be a bisexual. It doesn't matter. Let's, right. We'll be heteronormative with it for a second. So, so Candace is now Carl, and he's <laughs> dating a girl who's constantly, oh my goodness, okay. So did I give bad advice? I don't know. Like, do you need to take a minute and rethink? So I said that, um, so I was thinking it was the girl and I was saying, don't be jealous, but it doesn't, it was a girl who's... So your girlfriend, No, I thought it was a guy. Okay, let's break it down. Let's make it real personal. Your girlfriend, your current girlfriend, keeps going to her ex-boyfriend mechanic to get her car tuned up. I guess it doesn't matter that much because... um, what I was saying was that Candace is a girl who's dating the mechanic and the ex is the mechanic's ex keeps on coming to the mechanic shop. The only thing that's changed is that Candace is now dating the ex <laughs> and that is going to the mechanic shop. Yes. Okay. So that's all that's changed. So I yes. think I think all the advice is generally the same. <laughs> At least I hope so. Well, your your advice was to not be jealous unless they're spending a ton of time together beyond the mechanic shop. Yeah, and I, so I think that that's all. And you also suggested that they tell their girlfriend to maybe move on and find a new yeah, mechanic. Yeah, so okay, so, so, that so they that, can that's heal the part that where Carl and let go. Okay, so it is now it's Carl. It is Carl's business to actually say that to his girlfriend. What if <clears throat> And not not to be judgmental <clears throat> but to say like, "Hey babe, you look you know, if you're friends with this guy, you're friends with this guy, whatever, and he's fixing your car. But I feel like there may be some un, un, uh, resolved feelings there that you have to figure out because unless you guys are going to get together, but it's not fair to me. What if Carl does say this and she continues to go to the mechanic? She can go to the mechanic, but she the just has to mechanic. She just has to face the the fact that she may be getting more out of it than an oil change. And I'm not saying sex or anything, but more, more emotional... But where does that leave Carl then? Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, we have to go, excuse me, we have to hope that Candace is now the girl that's going to the mechanic. We have to hope that that Candace uh, is honest with herself and goes, oh, yeah, maybe I am getting a little more out of this. But, you know, maybe she'll be like, no, look, he gives me a deal on the oil change, number one. (laughs) And uh, I, I like I like him as a person. I think he's great. And so I'm still going there. If it really, 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 really bothers Carl that his girlfriend is going to this guy for oil changes, he can, like, and I know I've said, don't tell people how you feel. <laughs> Such a weird thing. <laughs> But if he goes, like, this is one of those cases that's a, a behavioral thing where you, you can go, look, I hate it. I hate it. I hate when you go to this guy's place. And I do trust you in a way, but it still bothers me. <laughs> because. But the thing is that he says, this girl, now that I understand the question, 
this girl, they almost didn't get together because of her, because she was crazy about this guy. She was brokenhearted. Yeah, she was brokenhearted. She wanted to still be with this other guy, uh, uh, it seems. And so, of course, to be like, well, you see this guy that, you know, the one that you could be thinking of him as the one that got away or whatever. And that can be bothersome. You know, I could see myself being a little jealous about that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with those feelings. And you can go, hey, it really does bother me. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's a it's kind of fresh still for whatever reason. Can you just not? How about you just don't? You know, maybe down the road you can go get your your oil changed from him again or whatever. But like for now, it it does bother me. Is that so wrong to not do it? Like, is that wrong to request that? I think it's really important to be really vulnerable about how you feel if that's the way you're feeling. Um, I don't know if it's fair to ask someone not to be with somebody or see somebody um, or tell them who they can and cannot associate well, you're, with. You're not telling. You're You're, you're suggesting. Asking. Yeah, you're saying this is how it makes me feel. If, you, uh, if you're interested in not going there, I'd love that. Yeah, if you're interested in not having me feel this way, yeah. that would be But really if you nice. don't give a shit about my feelings, you know, I wouldn't word it that way. But, <laughs> you know, you can go, hey, look, th- this is just the way I feel. It really does bother me. And this is why. And I think that those reasons why are fairly legitimate. I think they're extremely legitimate. You yeah. know, so it's just like you're not going, hey, I don't like it because I'm it's he's another man go to that female yeah no it's not it's not like you know this is a relationship from a hundred years ago yeah there's a lot of history and you were really bummed yeah you know and i don't know if seeing this guy even try try monthly is that a word um (laughs) is a good idea it's probably not that healthy for you man i can't believe i totally didn't get the dynamic of this question like i really (laughs) felt insane Well, do you still feel insane? Or you no, I feel like I totally get it. But I, I, I hope that all that advice, even though some of it was a little mislaid, <laughs> still works. Well, yeah, I think. On some level. I feel like there is so much to unpack there. I barely weighed in, but I think we're aligned in this a lot. Good. Yeah. But I do feel like I lost my mind for a moment. <laughs> it was a really weird thing. I mean, it's bound to happen to either one of us at <clears> some point. Maybe I'll be next. I hope so, because I hope that that your failure like erases my failure in a sense. You didn't fail. You I'd like you to be back. thrown under the bus for. You found um, your way back. But anyway, I think that it works because now people who are in this situation of all genders can understand <laughs> That's it. Right? We just made that relatable. Any to Candace everyone. and any Carl. Yeah, and if the mechanic does have a girlfriend and she's feeling a kind of way mm-hmm. about it, then she doesn't even need mm-hmm. to send her question By to the us way, now. Who is this mechanic? Because he's got everyone <laughs> after him. <laughs> <laughs> the best mechanic in town. Um, I just know how to make an engine purr. What can I tell you? <laughs> and he sounds like Mr. Burns. Um, okay, so last question. Can we go there? Yeah. I'm going to read it real slow this time. Okay, How Joel? dare you? <laughs> I've been with someone for a few months, and we share similar financial goals. I've been married to someone for a few months. That's how I'm reading this. <laughs> <laughs> Joel hates when we get Marriage relationship advice, questions. advice, people. Go on. She's a seasoned entrepreneur like me, and we're exploring starting a business together. The business itself is viable, and we already have a strong working relationship. What should we be cautious about while we explore this? Is the whole thing a bad idea? Mm. New relationship, starting a new business together. So the relationship is only a few months old. That's right. So um, it's the what are the pitfalls of starting a new business. I suppose the only pitfalls 
oh, well, no, there's a, quite a few things that are coming to me at this point. <laughs> it's a great pit full of falling. There's really, there's really uh, two aspects to this relationship. And both of them uh, would take a, need to take a lot of care, right? So let's imagine that these two people, this was a question where they weren't even starting, a, uh, they weren't even in a relationship. Let's table that. Sure. So these two people have met in the last couple months and they want to start a business together. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself is going to take, uh, that's, uh, you're going to want to take a lot of care with who you decide to do that with. For sure. Right? Yeah. Because not only the similar goals and all those things, but you also uh, want to go, what, is, what type of person is this? Mm-hmm. What are so, their working habits like? Yeah. Um, what is going to happen if things fall apart? Um, how how are we going to handle this together? Are they going to be horrible and vindictive? But even beyond that, will it last so that that doesn't happen? Right. So these are huge questions that you really need to ponder just for the business. That's right. So that feels like a lot to really know. Mm-hmm. So what happens? Do you take a long time to, uh, you know, get this business going where you kind of like take the time to, it's, it's almost like how long till you, we had a question a while ago, well, probably a few episodes ago where, when do I know when I can move in with someone? You know, when do I know when I can take things to the next level? That probably works just in a business sense. Yeah. So, and, and without the relationship again, just the business, how do I know that I can get into a business with another person. Well, here's the thing. Oh, the beautiful thing about business is that you can document it all. Mm. You can get stuff in writing. We got to get a we got to get a sponsorship from Evernote. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I really feel like that's where you're going with this nonsense. No. No, because you need legal documents here. Like you can create a mm. partnership agreement, ah. right? Between two business partners. Yeah. That outlines very specifically what each person's roles and responsibilities are and how the business is divided. Right. How and much they own. Exactly. How much ownership they share. Uh, mm. And also exit strategies. You can outline exit strategies uh-huh. if at any point any partner wants to withdraw from the business arrangement. Some people are sitting there going, oh, I'm offended because this guy asked me to get a prenup. Well, good news, you're allowed to get prenups in business things. That's right. It's not offensive. It's just good business. Yeah. You know? And uh, if the other person is apprehensive about that, it might be because they're going to screw you. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly, yeah. They're so excited to get into a relationship with someone who also wants to do a business thing and take advantage of them, and they go, oh, they'll just trust me because I'm banging them. Yeah. Well... Still go, no, no, I want to keep the business thing and completely separate from the other thing. And honestly, like, I feel like that's amazing advice for both aspects of this question. Keep them separated. Yeah, keep them separated for sure. Get as much documentation as you can, particularly for the business. Maybe you also want to create a partnership agreement in the relationship too, depending on where you're at. I think the way, and and now we're going to fold in the relationship part. Mm -hmm. So the only way to do that is I would just for a second have a bit of a covert relationship where you don't really tell the business that you're in a relationship and then hire (laughs) an HR um, (laughs) coordinator. You know, you have to basically hire a whole HR department. Mm -hmm. Then you have to go to the HR department and admit that you're in a relationship. This is the only way to do it 
which makes sense, okay? So then the HR people, they go, okay, well, we got to talk to you both separately about this relationship, make sure it's viable, make sure it's not going to hurt the business. And they'll, they'll sort of give you um, their blessing, as it were, and allow you guys to be in a relationship. But do not do it without first going to the HR department. So you first have to make an HR department. That's going to be a bit of a, you know, Something to, something to overcome, having to hire an HR department. And by the way, you can fire them as, as soon as you're in a relationship. I feel like this is really excessive. What? <laughs> and I feel like you knew I was going to say that. Did I? I'm sure you did, in fact. But if you're uh, getting into the relationship part of things, the thing is there's emotions there now. Mm-hmm. So when the, when the business is going weird or things aren't working well with the business, now you have to talk about it at home or if things are going bad at home now it it's going to trickle into the workplace gets into the business thing mm-hmm. so i would say don't do it you're idiots <laughs> just like that okay yep well i mean the thing is that like especially if this is a couple months old mm-hmm. you're in the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. this is the this is the best part of the relationship but you have no idea what's going to happen with the relationship could very very well not work out. Do you think it's true that the honeymoon phase is the best part of the relationship? Mm, okay, well, you've really challenged me on that now. Um, or is that just like the bullshit way that relationships are structured in our society? I guess we could say it's the super fun, fresh, exciting part of the relationship. But I think you're right to say it's not necessarily the best part because there is a lot of that learning and actually I find in my relationships and I've written a song called kicking and screaming where um I there's a lot of those moments where you go what and you have to kind of go is this fine is this (laughs) am I gonna okay and then you settle down you go all right I can do that okay and then you know then things are good and then you go what okay you know so there's a bit of that I but that's me you know I get huh a little analytical and and maybe I don't want to say overthink but you have to think about things no I think so too like I think so, in the early days people are showing you all kinds of crazy shit mm-hmm. and you have to be like how is this going to play out like yeah, is this going to work is, and and what does this look like in my life is this going to are they going to adjust or am I going to adjust and you know how I am don't want to say anything you don't want to so. talk about it <laughs> Just, just you know, just be myself and hope that they pick up on the things that uh, are working for me, and hope hopefully I pick up on the things that are working for them. And uh, but more importantly, there you go. I don't know about that. And then, um, and then, yeah, I I tend to do the kicking and screaming a little bit. But um, what do you mean by kicking and screaming? You just kind of like you're. I, you go in kicking and screaming. It's just like it, there, it's not as much of a. That's just a, a word. Like I'm not saying I'm literally kicking or screaming or even that that intensely emotionally, but just the idea of going like what? Mm, no arm. Uh, no yeah. uh, no. Hey what? No. But then, I understand that. Yeah, but then you're still going. Oh, I like this. I like that. For me now, and I don't know if it's like just because I've had some relationship heartache or just because I'm old. I now see things and I'm like, oh, there's no possible way this is ever going to work. <laughs> no. No, it's not. There's no way. And then we do talk about it yeah. and the conversation goes so well. And I 
kind of feel like maybe there was a growth that happened. Mm. A growth that sounds so terrible. <laughs> I look down and there's a growth that's happened. <laughs> we developed a lesion. Uh, no, I think there is growth that happens sometimes mm-hmm. and I'm very encouraged by that. But my impulse is like, well, I guess it's over. Uh, I love that Steve Martin bit where he says, as you get older, you grow more prejudice. Mm-hmm. Not a, against race or anything like that, but Everything. when someone suggests something that you've done already and you know is garbage, he's like, let's go camping. You just slam the door. <laughs> like the you know hell I, mean? I will. Yeah. <laughs> and that, but that is what happens and that's not a bad thing to no. have that. No, you think that's a good idea, but trust me, it's not, <laughs> that's not a good idea. <laughs> There's nothing fun about being mosquito eaten in the woods. Mm-hmm. But back to the question. So you're, you're in this uh, place where you are still developing those understandings but there is still a very good chance that this relationship isn't going to work and mm-hmm. you should accept that. So you should have the contingency plan of if we want the business to uh, exist beyond the relationship, we really have to put in some, like you say, uh, hard legwork and paperwork mm-hmm. that's going to protect that. If your business is that great of an idea, which it probably isn't. <laughs> There's questions <laughs> One too. of them's going to fail. Um, like, is this someone's existing business that they're working on together? Was it one person's right. idea and mm-hmm. they need help? Or did they both come up right. with this plan together? And that's going to be part of the ownership thing. Absolutely. Like, this is my thing and I'll let you in on it, but you're going to get like 20%. Like, what do you think? If this is one person's idea and they want the other person to start working with them, what if they just hire them as a contract employee for Yeah, that might be a good idea. And they yeah. write up like an employment contract for like three months. The, yeah. And, and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But keep it very separate and also, um, yeah, make sure that you realize that this is such a new relationship that it might not go anywhere. And so then when you you know if things do dissolve that you can do that peacefully and amicably and then still like the person enough. That's the other thing that's so crazy because what happens in a month if you're like, ooh, I didn't know that about this person and I really don't like them. Yeah, and then you know, like, do you still work together? I don't want to even see them. Yeah. So I think your idea of one of them owns the business already, yeah, don't become partners yet. <laughs> like you got to know that you're not going to re- really dis- dislike this person because mm-hmm. there's things about people that you might go, ugh. Like, I hate that about this person. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want you know, like, y- you like a person generally, I mean, I find with me, I don't dislike a person strongly when I first meet them. Any per- any person. Mm-hmm. I generally like them. Like, oh, that's a nice person. Some people rub you the wrong way right away and you mm-hmm. go, mm. but most people is like, no, that's an, I like that guy. Well, I like that girl. I like that person. The, the more time you spend the with more them. more time you spend with them, that's when you know you hate them. Mm -hmm. So you really have to get to know someone before you can really dislike them. Yeah, and there's like no number of scones they can ever bring you that will change that. (laughs) Keep trying, Kat. Keep trying. And pronounce it scones because that's going to be, that's going to help you. You know how I feel about Jane Austen. But, um, yeah. Some people, they just keep you trying. Until they can't anymore. Until they just give up and the, and the podcast ends. And then they don't tell you how they feel either. That's it. <laughs> if you do your communication speech properly, they'll never tell you how they feel. Ever. Ever. Because so what's the point? You can just keep them at arm's length forever. You should just know that when I bring you a scone, it means something. Um, I'm trying here. <laughs> so, Tears in your eyes as you <laughs> hand it to me. Do you okay. accept this scone? I don't know. I might eat it. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll see. I have a little gassy. I don't think I have room for it right now. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so tread carefully if you're starting a business with a new relationship tied to the business. It's a new year. It's a new business. Um, get it in writing. Get it in. Okay, but I'm such a cynical person yeah. that I'm even like, well, you know, you should probably also have a cohab agreement if you ever move in together. Uh, always, or just when there's a business involved. Always. Always. Always, because you were saying people get offended by prenups, and I'm like, yeah. mm. I agree with the that that cohabitation because someone's you're moving into someone's place. If you're moving into a place that someone's rented, I mean, even then, you don't want to lose the place that you've been living in for so long. Mm-hmm. So because you know, you've been there for three months with this other person and now they've, they're going to occupy it and you have to move out. Mm-hmm. Those things happen. So all that stuff is pretty smart, but people love to get in there. They're in this fantasy land and they love it and they're in love and it's never going to end. So let's not talk about that. Uh, and the, and, and I get that. But like why buy insurance then? Too. Why would you pay for insurance if you don't want to hey, think about dying or crashing excellent. your car? Excellent argument. I don't think we should have to buy insurance. I mean, that's <laughs> such a stupid. Okay though. I, I'm an internal optimist. Sorry, Kat. You're talking I, to the wrong guy. I kind of balked at the idea that I had to get rent insurance in order to sign the lease on my building mm. and then my apartment was destroyed in a ceiling collapse Eesh. and I was homeless for four months and, and the insurance, the insurance were amazing they were amazing mm. don't mention the insurance company until we can get that <laughs> get them to we, sponsor. we need money on that <laughs> yeah absolutely they were fabulous and the only way you could communicate is what through Evernote so <laughs> uh, yes but like I feel like it's insurance on your relationship yeah and I agree and with you. And your life. Mm-hmm. There's so much at stake. Mm-hmm. And it's just a conversation. And and everyone should be open to it and go, yeah, that makes sense. Do you know that money is one of the hardest things for couples to talk about? I can imagine that. I mean, we've had a lot of sex questions. Like those sex people could probably do a better job of talking <laughs> about like, money. Can we talk about money for a yeah, second? Or God, please. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, no, money, financial questions are the hardest for people to tackle together. If you have a financial question that you're having a hard time dealing with, just speak of it in terms, like sexual terms, always use <laughs> innuendos. Just be like, well, that roll of quarters in your pants uh, belongs, 50% of that belongs to me, you know? And that's the way I would approach it. And the roll of quarters you had before is yours to keep? I don't understand, but uh, yeah. I They're tough, it. but write them down before you bring them up so yeah. that you know that Come the innuendos make sense. Clever innuendo. Wolf. I can't do it off the cuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Joel. All right. So I think we've nailed those three questions. We did. Happy New Year, Cat. Happy New Year to you, Joel. May you have all the best in 2020. Don't make, don't make me cry. May you receive all the scones that come your way with an open heart. Thank you for this scone and uh, and same to you and yours and your family. And um, I guess we should end this uh, episode by saying... Send in your questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. That was I do and I don't show at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, he mumbled. Sorry. I'll speak in this accent again. Please. I do and I don't show at gmail.com. And of course, um, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Hey, rate and review and subscribe to us on all the platforms. We're on iHeartRadio. I don't know what that website is, but I put us on there. And uh, apparently people use that for podcasts. Um, So enjoy it. And uh, let me say to you as a goodbye, let old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind. Old Lang Syne.
That's me, old Lang, signing off. <laughs> oh, gosh.